How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Lead of wide receivers. You know, it's a testament to him, I think, being really good this year and a different player. If, I, if I'm thinking differently about him, although I've, I think, been more uh, deferential towards him than you have all along. Don't you think it would have been reasonable for people to say their offense is going to fall apart when Mark Andrews got hurt because he's so fond of throwing to him And they've had running backs go down. but you They've know. had a lot of attrition on offense, but he started to actually unlock his wide receivers and learn how to utilize them Yeah, I think that coordinator change did them wonders. Right, and so I, I had well, I my doubts you, about that. Wait a minute, I don't know how you think that coordinator change could have done them wonders, but you haven't really changed your opinion on the player himself. Because he hasn't gotten it done in the types of games that I measure him by, that's why. The playoffs in that particular, in your sentence right there, playoff games are a way more valid um, sort of but explanation I than, Lamar, than Steelers But games. I always knew that Lamar Jackson could win NFL regular season games unless he's playing the Steelers. And I always knew that he could put up big numbers. He literally led the NFL in passing touchdowns one season. Yes, he did. Right. So I'm not one of these guys that says he's a running back playing quarterback. No, I think that's our I, boss, Craig. But I have a healthy amount of skepticism about him. Because when I see him twice a year, if he does play, which seems like now he never plays the Steelers twice a year, but when he does match up against them, he turns into a pedestrian quarterback. And in the in in the sports biggest games, he doesn't play that well. I think the playoff argument for him, writ large, is far more valid than any like, oh, I'm going to down talk the guy because he doesn't do well against my particular team. Well, then by that logic, I could say largely Ben Roethlisberger scuffled horribly against the Patriots in his career. And you do. And you bring that up a lot with him. And that's that's one of your arguments against him when talking about him as an all-time great quarterback. He could never beat New England. I still say he's an all-time great quarterback, but that's why— Yes, but when you split hairs about him as a quarterback, you bring it up. That's why the playoff part of Lamar's resume is much more relevant to me than one guy— being mastered by another team. I don't know. If this is really a rivalry, then what you do against the other team has to count for more. I know it's not college. It ain't Army-Navy. It ain't Ohio State-Michigan. But it's the NFL. At least they like to talk about it like it's the closest thing to that. Well, then Baker Mayfield has one up for eternity on Ben Roethlisberger. He does. He absolutely does. I mean, the Browns' overall scoreboard against the Steelers blows ass and sucks, at least since they've come back into the NFL. But in any argument with Steelers fans right now, if they want to say, hey, what happened the last time we saw you in the playoffs? They can go to that. It's not bad. Right? I I mean, that's true. You know that I got hung up on by them yesterday? Here's how ungrateful they are in that city. They asked me and all their other around the AFC North callers if if we thought the Browns could win the Super Bowl. And I gave my honest opinion. I said, I do think with that quarterback and that defense, you're dangerous. You can. And then I said, what is it you say at their Super Bowl, Super Browns? They got offended I didn't have enthusiasm when I said it. Can you believe that? Then they hung up on me. 
412-928-9370. We're also talking about the Steelers and the quarterback carousel that spins round and round and Mason Rudolph starting over Kenny Pickett now that Pickett's healthy. Here is Alex on the fan. Hello, Alex. How's it going, guys? Hey, man. Uh, a comment and a question. Let's pump the sure. brakes on the Rudolph going to Canton, Ohio. The last two teams he's faced, they're, they're, they're in the bottom of the league when it comes to defense. And he's going to face the backups. If we're talking about a no franchise one, no, quarterback. No, 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 one, no one put him into Canton. No, no, but but, but I want, what I'm saying, he's, he's a backup quarterback. And he's just he's no, right he's now. Not. He's, not right now. He's starting over the guy that the Steelers picked in the first round. Well, maybe we made a mistake with Pickett, but uh, I have a question for you guys. Well, wait a minute, though. What does that say about Pickett? If you think that that Rudolph is a journeyman backup quarterback and he'll never amount to anything more than that, what does it say that the coach with the playoffs on the line is choosing to not play Pickett for that guy? Well, not much, which leads me to my question to you guys. Would you rather have had the Steelers lose three out of the last four games and the topic about Tomlin not being fired still be a topic, and now it's gone away, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think it should still be a topic. I mean, we've gone away from Tomlin being replaced because we've beat two, we've won two games in a row. If the Steelers make the playoffs, does Alex and Tampa still think Tomlin should be fired? Absolutely. If the Steelers win a playoff game in Kansas City and Miami, uh, does Alex still think Tomlin should be fired? Uh, I don't know about that. Just try to give me an answer on that first. If he won a playoff game in Miami, would you still want him fired? No. Okay. But, if they, but, if but they go to what? Miami and they lose like 31-30 to 30 and it is a thriller classic where they clearly are playing their asses off, would you want him fired? Yes. I, I tell you what. It, I, I'm tired of every year us depending on another team missing a field goal to make the playoffs. The topic of him being fired was all over the media for a month. All of a sudden, he goes to Seattle. He beats okay, a bad. Alex, Seattle. Let me ask you this Seattle's question: bad. then. He beats a bad Cincinnati team. All of a sudden, we got to. Uh, all of a sudden, the topic of him being I mean, fired still goes might away. end up in the playoffs in the and NFC. The, and those teams aren't bad. They're just not really good. They're be, they're they're all not right. horrible teams. I, I he lost to the, the horrible teams. Still be on, on, in, in all over plaster. I, I want him gone. I'm tired that's, of it already. That, I, okay, and I've been for a long time too. But that's entirely different from him getting fired. By the way, I don't think anybody here ever said that he was going to get fired because we know it's unrealistic. He was either going to get if, – if Mike Tomlin was going to end his coaching career with the Steelers, he was either going to agree to go coach somewhere else and the team was going to get trade compensation back for back uh, for him, or he was just going to step away from coaching altogether like Coward did. There's no – I don't care how bad it got. They could have lost every game after the Colts game and kept the losing streak going. That would have been five, six losses to end the season, right? Three in a row, and then they lost three in a row to end the season. It would have been a a six game a six game losing streak. Seven and ten. Still don't think. Still don't think Rooney would would have fired him. No, I think that there would have been a um, some some sort of reckoning as far as your offensive coaching staff, your say so that you have in assembling that staff and stuff like that. I mean, if you're going to call in and say pump the brakes on the Mason Rudolph conversation, bring up something that is actually being discussed about the guy. Like, pump the brakes on him as the Steelers' starting quarterback next year. Pump the brakes on him starting a playoff game next week. Those kinds of things. Yeah, pump the brakes on lead with the Canton Pump thing. the brakes on giving him a contract extension. Mm-hmm. Signing him for, like, $10 million right. a year. Those are things that are actually being talked about right now. 
Not him going to the Hall of Fame. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Here's Cody in Youngstown. Hello, Cody. What's up, guys? Hey, How's man. it going? Hello, Good. Cody. Hey, so obviously I had a little beef with you guys on Twitter, so that's why I gave you a call because I think the – Wait a minute, the, wait the, a minute. Is this Cody Duncan, the Pirates insider? Oh, yeah. So why are you – you're abandoning Pirates breaking news to call in and give us crap? Is that what's happening right now? Uh, listen, I got to defend Kenny Pickett. You guys are you guys have been crapping all over him lately, and I have to defend him. All defend right? him from what? On what grounds? What What have we been unfair about? Okay, what what has Kenny done wrong post Matt Canada that would warrant you that he isn't good and isn't worth starting for when he's healthy? Okay, I'm not going to defend him of his previous play during Matt Canada's um, tenure because obviously he played bad during that time. But um, okay, so you're saying the only thing we should measure him by is what he did after Canada left. Okay, so let's do it that way. You've got a, yeah, you you, you've to, got, you've got a game. Can I talk? Yes, you will. Yes, I'll let. Yes, I'll let you go. You guys are really okay. volleying we're, this we're, back and forth we're, here. We're, we're de- so you want us to debate now a game yes. plus from Kenny Pickett without Canada? So the Bengals game plus the Cardinals game before he got hurt versus mm-hmm. two games of Mason Rudolph's Bengals and sure. Seahawks. That's what you want to debate. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we can. So, yeah. so, so of those, so Kenny post Canada, and Mason Rudolph's two starts. Who's played better? Oh, Kenny Pickett. And the reason why, and not just the optics of it, you have to go into the stats. PFF has graded him a ninety or during his full game. I'm not going to count the Cardinal or the Cardinals game because he literally played one and a half quarters. So you can't. You know why determine. he played one and a half quarters in that game? Got hurt? Are you going to you're going to say that he missed a uh, wide open receiver before he got hurt? Can I talk? Can I talk, Cody? We're letting you talk here. I'm just pointing out that he would never have gotten hurt had he seen a wide open receiver prior to that play. Listen, that was Calvin Austin was his fourth read on that play. He was looking the other way, and he had to make a decision because the the line was uh, was falling in or uh, falling into him. So he had to make a play. So he wasn't even looking that way. No quarterback is probably going to look that way on a fourth, fourth okay. read. So it's not his fault on that play. It's, it's unfortunately that unfortunately he got hurt. And yes, he has missed. He's missed some plays, but every quarterback does. You can say the same thing about Mason Rudolph um, when he missed uh, Jalen Warren. It was a very similar situation where sco- it's in a uh, game where they're scoring thirty-four and thirty points respectively that these things are happening versus a game where they ultimately scored sixteen. And I know a guy dropped a touchdown and that should have challenged it so in that it'd game. So it's twenty-three points. So it's twenty-three but points. But what's more, thirty-four or twenty-three? Okay, but the same thing. Okay, that that doesn't matter. Like, listen. I mean, it does matter. Points are what wins football Ken, games. How is that Kenny Pickett? How is that? How is that Kenny Pickett's fault? Listen, the defense has also created turnovers um, while Kenny has been hurt, and that get, has given uh, the offense better uh, situations um, on their side or on the opposite side of the field as well. So you got to look at all these types of things, and Kenny Pickett. While kept clean because the offensive line is healthier with Mason Rudolph, when he was when he was kept clean in the pocket against. Um, well, how is it healthier with Mason Rudolph? Who was who was out in the Cincinnati game when he played that came back in and helped Mason Rudolph against Seattle and Cincinnati? Well, was Isaiah was he hurt? I can't remember. Well, I'm gonna have to let you go because we got to get to Palazzolo, which is right I, in 
which is right up uh, Cody's alley because he's saying that the PFF grade for Kenny Pickett. He was going to say Isaac Samalu, not Isaiah Loudermilk, right? To yes. use an offensive line yeah, name. Just was. making sure. Uh, by the way, the short fields in the Cincinnati game, they had, I think, an 80 yard touchdown drive, a 75 yard touchdown drive. Uh, they were not. They had one and short I, field And I think drive Kenny there. played well against one. the Bengals. I think he did play better than the number of points they scored in that game. I thought it was his best game of the season. But I'd be lying to everybody if I said he did more in that game than what Rudolph has done in double the games, both wins where they scored 30-plus points. Pony, can I, say, I need to say one more thing here. Please, but we got to get to Steve. His passing numbers against Arizona prior to the injury were 7 of 10 for 70 yards. He started the game 2 for 2 for 51 yards and then went, what would that be? 5 of 8 for 19 yards? That ain't gang buck. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, the Steelers quarterback discussion rages on. Some Steelers fans still pissed that Kenny Pickett has been benched the way he's been treated in town this week, the uh, conversation about him and what happened and his future with the team. One thing that the Kenny Pickett uh, believers have been doing is bring up PFF grades. We just heard a caller do that last segment. Kenny's uh, immaculate grade against the Bengals in his game against them, the first one without Matt Canada where he had a grade in the 90s. Using that as proof that Pickett should be the starter this week against the Baltimore Ravens. So let's talk to Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus. He's back with us. Steve, how, do, how does that make you feel that there are Steelers fans who are saying, look, PFF is the reason why Kenny Pickett should be playing over Mason Rudolph right now? I mean, I appreciate people using PFF when you need us. I do. But that's uh, not necessarily the way I would use it. <laughs> Just, you know, one game grade. But, um, I, you know, it's like baby steps right now. So what do you make uh, of that decision of Tomlin to stick with Rudolph? Do you think he's making the right call? I think he has to. I mean, I think he absolutely had to because you have this offense that even post-Matt Canada was moving the ball but not putting points on the board. You have an offense that hasn't been good for three-plus years. And, I, you know, look, I don't know how good Mason Rudolph is going to be going forward or whatever, but something was different in the offense the last two weeks including Rudolph playing really well in Seattle, getting the ball down the field. 
So you kind of have to just roll with the hot hand at this point, don't you? I mean, that's, that's the bottom line of it. I mean, we're not even in the offseason. We're not talking about what the future is. I, I don't think you're going to build around Mason Rudolph or anything like that. I also don't think it means that Kenny Pickett's career is over for the Steelers necessarily, though, you know, you still should be exploring all quarterback options. But you have to go with the guy that's led two 30-point outings, whether it's him, him or not. It might be. So you got to roll with it, I think. It might be. Right. Steve, That's what, an open mind be. on Mason, Mulsey. Yeah, Steve, what have you seen with him in two games that has maybe been most eye-opening or maybe most different in terms of just, you know, you guys evaluate each position. So comparing him to the two other guys that played the position, but especially Pickett, what has he done better over two games? What has been most noticeably different about Mason's performance compared with those guys? I mean, I thought the, the first game was harder for me to wrap my head around because you have like an 86-yard touchdown to George Pickens in there, and I don't, I don't think Rudolph did anything special to create that. A, a large part of the production, I think, was receivers and after the catch. But, you know, last week I thought he was awesome throwing the ball down the field and, you know, giving, giving Pickens those opportunities to make those plays. And, um, and, again, it's not like Pickett never did that. You know, he had games where he did that. Even Trubisky had games where he was – solid last year not this year um so it's like like what do you do with any two game sample you don't do a whole lot but if the offense is responding responding better you just kind of have to roll with with what's happening there and again i think i think last week the the ball control type of offense where they were taking their shots down the field rudolph did do a nice job of uh you know creating big plays even better than he had previously because we were we were over here calling him check down charlie a couple weeks ago and he's been the opposite he's been a guy that um has been far more aggressive much more like college mason rudolph who played in a wide open big 12 and was always chucking it down the field that's been great to see you guys go beyond the numbers so that's why i'm going to ask you this question because i think everybody besides pff would just look at the stats and say oh this is an easy you know this is a no-brainer it's black and white who do you think's done a better job coming off the bench Joe Flacco or Mason Rudolph? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, the numbers would say, I mean, it's actually pretty close. I think both. You Like, Rudolph has a higher grade than Flacco. The Flacco thing's interesting because how many, I, I have been on the air a bunch here saying just, I'm like, uh, I'm like the reporter talking to James Franklin. Just chuck it down the field. See what happens. Throw to the post safety. Who cares? Hmm. But there is this element of aggressiveness that, that leads to more, uh, you know, a wider range of outcomes. When you're, when you're, when you're Flacco and the Browns, he's throwing the ball to the defense a bunch. That's getting pushed aside in the narrative here. But Flacco is creating a ton of big plays, letting Amari Cooper go up and get the ball, and uh, you know, letting David and Joku make plays. That's what's been huge for the Browns. And I, and I think Rudolph has elements of that, especially last week with the Seahawks. So. Yeah, I mean, numbers-wise, we have Rudolph with a slightly higher grade. I think it's been similar, but the, the Flacco story is just amazing, and what he's doing there is just being uber-aggressive, knowing that he has a great defense to protect him, and it's working really well for the Browns. Steve, uh, when you look specifically at, at Rudolph's performance, how much like of the – did he benefit, let's say, because this has been an argument, did he benefit from a way better performing offensive line in terms of pass protection, or was he – playing behind roughly the same level of performance as you guys grade it from those five guys? Um, I think it's been, been pretty much the same. I mean, it's, they, they still have some pass protection issues. I thought they, you know, they, they did well blocking 
run blocking the other day as far as the Seattle game. But, you know, I was doing Seattle radio the other day and they were like, hey, how bad was our defensive line? And it's like, it, it's not like they got wrecked. And it's not like the Pittsburgh offensive line dominated. It was really the running backs. They forced 15 missed tackles between the two of them, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Yep. Got to the second level and made plays. It wasn't, you know, this dominant in the trenches. We're moving the defensive line five yards every single time. So I don't think the line's been all that different. It's just, you know, you've caught this level of variance and Rudolph's being aggressive and Pickens is catching the ball down the field and you're creating a lot of points, a lot more points than they have in previous weeks. Steve, knowing it's January 4th and the season's not over yet, I'm still going to ask you this question and we'll revisit it probably in a couple of weeks. I want you to keep in mind acquisition cost and how much you'd have to pay the player. Your options are Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, Michael Pinnock Jr. Who would you most want to be the Steelers starting quarterback in week one of next year? I think I'd go Penix, maybe Fields Pickett pretty close because of the acquisition costs. Um, and because you probably have to you have to pay Fields within a year a lot of money. And Pickett's got one one year behind him. So I'm almost like the uh, the unknown even the unknown box. What would it take for Rudolph to move ahead of Pickett for you? I don't think anything. I mean, like a Super Bowl run. But even <laughs> then, I, I would still be skeptical. Like, I, there was just because Nick Foles won a Super Bowl in 2017, that did not project future greatness for him. He went on a two-game run where the baseline of previous performance, that was far stronger than the, the two-game the two run. Couldn't if I Rudolph say- goes on a six-game run, <laughs> I don't know if that's enough. Couldn't I say, though, for sake of argument, that Mason going on a six-game run, given the fact that he's started half as many games as Pickett, would be a much better indicator that he actually is a good quarterback, that we have less of a body of work, so maybe this guy is just really going to cook? No, I mean, no, that's fair. And look, I was, I was skeptical of Geno Smith for a while. And, I, and every time he was playing well, I was like, well, i got to see it next week. Got to see it next and week. And I feel like you guys kind of were with Josh Allen a little bit. I, I remember. Wasn't there some of that, you guys? Because he was some, wildly inaccurate. Maybe it was in the first unfair, but I remember people used to pound you guys for Josh Allen. But that might have just well, been yeah, a lunatic fringe. I mean, Allen was—he completely transformed his game, you know. And, and look, those—that—that that does happen. Like Geno Smith completely became a, di- a different player. Josh Allen became a different player by year three. And yeah, forgive me for taking two years of Josh Allen evidence and saying, "Give me a few more weeks in year three before I believe it." And then when I believed it, I believed. It. I signed a, an apology form even oh, yeah, for Josh Allen. Did. Now he's awesome. Yeah, you had so to sign I'll, a formal I'll apology. To everybody. God, if you have to sign a Rudolph apology form, that'll mean they have gone at least to the Super Bowl, which would be, I would probably do some sort of embarrassing thing on the air. Would you sign an apology form if they voted TJ Watt over Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year this year, Steve? Sure, sure, of course, of course, I'll do that. It's not going to happen, but I think it's. I think if I were you, if I were working for PFF, it would be my dream that voters start using your grades like baseball voters use WAR. To make their award decisions. What is yeah. it going we have a, for? We have a war metric too that also has Miles Garrett ahead, by the way. But yeah, um, I uh, we have a vote. My guy Sam Monson, he has a vote. He has one of the fifty now. So the PFF NFL podcast. Like, Wait, as why didn't whole, they give you the vote? Why did they give Monson the vote? Very good point. I don't know. I don't know. But oh. he's got the vote. It's almost like he's representing us together. Are you jealous? A I little would bit. Be. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm an advisor for other voters, though. So. 
My I would have advised them to give hurt. you the vote and not Monson. Wait, is that serious? Other Thank people you. are paying you to like give them voting intel? That's pretty I did, sweet. I didn't say paying. I didn't say paying. Oh. Well, advising I say, usually you know, I think inherently means No, that that's consulting is oh, where yeah, you're, you're inherently right. getting paid. Well, he consults too. Yeah. I'm right. advising and consulting for free. Other people just, you know, if they need help with offensive <laughs> linemen, whatever it might be. Steve, thank you. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, guys. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Football debrief, the biggest football story of the day from our football guy, Donnie Football, and it is brought to you by Gina Giampietro of Remax Select Realty. Take it away, Donald. The debrief, January 4, 2023. Uh, we're jumping to the high school ranks here, guys. Yep. Uh, some news came down this morning. Uh, one of my favorite teams in the WPIAL, I think you guys – uh, also share that. My favorite team in the uh, WPIAL. Getting royally screwed yet again. Aliquippa being basically forced by the PIAA to move up to 5A for competitive balance reasons. So there will be teams in 5A. What, Pine Richland's a 5A school? Is North Hills still 5A? Or are they I thought Pine Richland was 6A. I thought... Mm, I'm pretty sure Pine Pines moved back five down day. to five. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, because the list I'm looking at right now says that they would be in a classification with Peters, Penn Trafford, Upper St. Clair, Penn Hills, Gateway are the schools that are mentioned in Mike White's. Could have swore, swore Pine. Well, Peters is the defending Whippeal champ. Yep. But I got to be honest, it's patently unfair that they're doing this. I think they have a male student enrollment there of 158 or 156. I forget which one it is. So listen to this paragraph. I hope they whoop the ass of every team they play if they have to play up. According to the notification the PIAA sent to Aliquippa, the school had 23 transfers among the 45 players on the no team. No shot. So we're Absolutely talking about no shot. half the players are transfers. Among them was Tyke Hayes. We all know him. He was the Post-Gazette Player of the awesome. Year. Awesome. He's going to go to Penn State. Yeah, big-time player. He's been a student there since kindergarten. So how do they call that a transfer? What is their criteria to list him as a transfer? Seriously. I I, I don't know. Uh, and then, Must have gone to preschool elsewhere. Yeah, I transferred into the district for, uh, for like, toddler class. You know, learning how to, like, do shapes. Um, I Remember how we were talking about Southern Columbia and they've had just as much success in 2A, I guess. And Seven consecutive state titles. Is it 2A now that they're at least in? Yes. Okay. And they ha they did have to finally move up, I think, from 1A. So they have basically the exact same male enrollment as uh, Aliquippa. And I, at first, said I have to eat my words. It seems like they don't have any transfer issues. Little Birdie told me apparently there's a technical school right across the street from there 
And there are a lot of kids who are going to tech school who also happen to play curiously for Southern Columbia's football team. So why Funny is, how that would So work. why is the PIAA out to get Aliquippa? Because that's how I interpret this. They had the fourth smallest AA enrollment in the Whippeal. They were tied with Apollo Ridge. So they are a small AA school, is what this article uh, mm-hmm. says. The PG also reports that it reached out to the executive director of the PIAA for clarification and were informed he would not talk or he'd be unavailable until Monday. That's horse bleep. Here is a hugely controversial yep. decision. Unless there is some kind of family emergency, you need to go on the record and explain why you're doing this. I was under the impression I heard Zangrilli and uh, the nice. guys over yeah next door talk about this at the end of the season. They were discussing Aliquippa and how numbers needed to be submitted and schools were going to be moved up and down. And it seemed like everyone was in agreement that they were going to stay at 4A. That they weren't going to have this uh, transfer stipulation. My Docked pro- on them. Look, by the way, I think they could win at 5A. I think they're that good. But they're putting kids in danger because Just, the roster sizes are so exactly. out of Exactly. Yep. Big my time problem. numbers issue. Well, that's my, that's my major problem. I absolutely think they're talented enough to beat these teams. In fact... I think if you just in a one-game scenario put Aliquippa up against every other state finalist, you know, in every other classification, St. Joe's probably beats them because they're a national powerhouse. Right. But I think Aliquippa absolutely gives them a game, and I would pick them almost against any other team that was in the state finals. I really would. That's how good I think they are. My major issue by far is— So even against the biggest schools here? Yes. Like, what do you think a Central Catholic Aliquippa game would look like? I think Aliquippa can win that football game. Because they Damn. have, because I think Aliquippa. Do you agree with that, Donnie? You're Dude, watching have you these seen teams. Their, have you seen their offensive and defensive lines? They don't have like little guys playing. They I have know, big but Central's dudes. usually got depth, and there's yes. But in a one game scenario, how, how I many buy Division it. One Power Five kids are on Central's roster at a time? Ten Three or four, uh, five or six at least, usually. Five right? to ten. I mean, you could also argue though, pound for pound for pound. How many of those kids are on well, I, don't, I don't disagree with that, but right. I'm saying the whole roster depth thing would wear them down in a game like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that that would give a team like Central Catholic or North Allegheny the edge there, but there, there are some bad teams that play 6A football that I think Aliquippa would Wouldn't whoop. they smoke Baldwin? How about Cannon McMillan? Would they crush them? Who else is I think 6A? they'd beat them. Isn't Baldwin I, struggling right now? I hate to like rip the Baldwin kids, but isn't Baldwin why? struggling I'm, as a I'm, program? I'm pretty sure Baldwin struggles annually. They're they're like why do you feel bad about, well, about the Baldwin live folks? In, my in-laws live in Baldwin. They might be listening. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think they would probably agree the football program is not very good. I, really, a health issue for the kid. They're putting all these kids at risk for doing nothing but constantly succeeding against further like steeper and steeper odds every year. I will be if they if this they're already appealing it. Yep. If their appeal fails, I will be I will buy Aliquippa gear this year and root my ass off for them every single we game. We got to get that polo from Cook. Can we go to a game up there? They redid the, I, I, do, I, I do really I want to do I that. wanted to be there for the opener I'll, last year. I'll wear Quips gear. I will wear it ev- after every game they win next year. I will wear an Aliquippa sweatshirt that I will actually pay for on the air. I mean there, there's also a few I things know. I know what you're thinking, Pony. A, a, a few things at play here like A, what happens if they actually do kick ass in 5a like everybody is hoping it's only a matter of time before they make them go to six and then they'd win six and they, then they just say you have to play a national schedule to, to what to what we were just saying about central catholic and north allegheny aliquippa would regularly be at worst the third best team in 6a i agree with i can that. i'm gonna say that confidently i agree with that so mike warfield the coach there 
we go back to this Post-Gazette article. His quote is, the numbers just won't allow us to be competitive. I mean, yeah. I, I am I am surprised to hear him say that, though. I'm not... He's. He, I think he's... I think he's right that it's going to make things much harder on them. Yeah, so, I mean, what if but, they What if they do start to, like, get beat up? Like, then, well, then the PIAA has to say, like, oh, here's a team that's a borderline 1A, a small 2A enrollment. Well, okay, we so, made them play in 5A, so and now look what's I'm happening. I'm not privy to the way this works, but let's say Mike's right and that this is not going to be easy on them and they so they get sent right back that's down? that's exactly what i was going to ask if they play 5a this year and they get bounced in the first round of the whitfield playoffs do they go down to 4a again because if you make them no, stay I, in 5a I, it's like you're being punished because don't you have to stay in the same classification for like a, is there like a rule that you'd have they'd have to stay there a for two a year cycle. there was yeah but it's a two-year cycle is they, what it says. i think they would have to be like very bad to go to move back down. Like, if they make the playoffs, they're going to say, oh, well, they fit right in. Like, they would have to almost and they're not go gonna, And they're not going to be really bad because they are just so much better talent-wise than several of those teams that the depth won't probably be an issue. Right. But, I mean, I also wouldn't be surprised at all if 10 months from now we were talking about the 5A championship game and it's Aliquippa and Peters Township. I would be rooting harder for Aliquippa than I've rooted for, like, my actual favorite teams in sports in that game. I would be. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.